Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call, 022-WAIT on the Lord. Wake up call 022, wait on the Lord. I want to look at Psalms 27 verse 14 for our wake up call this morning. And at a particular phrase that you've probably heard before, wait on the Lord. And what does that even mean? Well, the best way to define something in the Bible is by the Bible itself. And so let's look at Psalms 27 verse 14. This whole psalm is a psalm of David. It's a powerful psalm. It's a psalm of a declaration of faith in God. It's an exuberant declaration. It's a joyful, it's a powerful declaration of faith in God. And this, the last verse of this psalm, Psalms 27, it, I'll just read the first verse as well. It, it begins so great. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I mean, there's so many good points in here. Verse 4, One thing I've desi- desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in His temple. And it goes on and on. So many great points. Verses 7, 8, and 9 talk about answered prayer. Then we get to verse 14, and it says this, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. What does that phrase mean? Maybe you've heard it. Well, praise God, we're just going to wait on the Lord. Or maybe some people may have said it not as a declaration of faith. Well, brother, I'm just waiting on God. But what does it mean when the Bible tells us as a command, wait on the Lord? That's not a suggestion. That's not a good idea. It's a command of Scripture. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. That's a command. And He, God, shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Waiting on God is not... I wrote it out this way. Waiting on God is an act of faith. It's not waiting to see if God will do what He has promised or if, you know, maybe he'll perform his word. But waiting on God is to wait in faith and in expectancy. The Hebrew word there that is translated in the English language as wait on the Lord, that, that phrase, the very meaning and depth of that word means to look for, to hope, to expect, to linger in, in waiting for, to lie and wait for. It is, it, it is the entire nature of that word is expectancy. It's a knowing that I know that I know. It's faith. And in fact, in, in the margin of my Bible where it has translation notes and other references and things, it has a little one beside the word wait in verse 14. So just as a, a study Bible tip, a reference Bible tip, when you see notations in your scripture, always look for those notes because lots of times it will give you clues or show you in-depth things about the translation notes or the original language. The Old Testament, of course, the original language is Hebrew. And in my notes, it says, wait in faith. So we could read it this way. Wait in faith on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, 
on the Lord. So to wait on God is not, again, it's not saying, well, you know, hopefully maybe one day God will do what He said He'll do. Waiting on the Lord is an act of faith. It's a knowing that He has said, He has promised, and He is faithful to perform His Word. 1 Thessalonians 5, 24. He who has called you is faithful to perform His Word in you. Another, another verse I want to read in the New Testament is this, concerning with this idea of waiting on the Lord. Look, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. I love this. I, I was just meditating on this just last week. This particular verse, 2 Corinthians 1, 20, it says this, For all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him, Amen. And if you don't know what amen means, the, the meaning of the word amen, the literal meaning is so be it, be it unto me. That's what amen means. It's amen, be it unto me, so be it. It's kind of like the word hallelujah means praise the Lord. That's what the word hallelujah means. So amen, be it unto me, to the glory of God through us. So for all the promises of God, verse 20, in him are yes and in him Amen. To the glory of God through us. See, when you're waiting on God, you're waiting in faith and expectancy, hoping, lingering, looking for the fulfillment of His promises and His Word. Because you know that if God has promised, if God has said, this shall be, this is yours, by the blood of Christ, by the power of Christ, this is available unto you. This is part of the redemption package. Psalms 103, that would be a good, good verse to read as well. Psalms 103, this redemption package, the benefits of redemption. Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, verse 1, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His Benefits, who forgives all my iniquities, heals all my diseases, who redeems my life from destruction, crowns me with loving kindness, tender mercies, who satisfies my mouth with good things, so that the, your youth is renewed like the eagles. Forget not the benefits. So when I'm waiting on the things of God, it's not a wait and see if it'll come to pass. It is a knowing that what God has said, it's mine, and I receive it by faith. I receive it by faith. It's knowing that the promise is sure, and we simply wait in faith with full expectancy of the promise being fulfilled in our life. That's what faith looks like. It's believing and agreeing what God has said and resting in the promise that it is sure, and you know that it shall come to pass in your life. Now, Again, this phrase, it can be kind of out there, kind of, you know, churchy language, wait on the Lord. But what does that practically look like? The Bible shows us what it means to wait on the Lord practically. How can you wait on God? Well, you can do it in prayer, prayerfully. When you enter into prayer, when you're praying, you're waiting on God. Why else would you pray unless you believe that God hears your prayers and will answer them? So waiting on God, what does that look like? It looks like being prayerful, having a life of prayer. The Bible also shows us another way to wait on God is in patience. Faith and patience come together. I know that God will bring to pass what He's promised, so I wait. 
And I know by virtue of patience, by that fruit of the Spirit, patience, I will see it come to pass. I'm not going to get anxious. I'm not going to get worked up about it. I rest in the promise. The Bible tells us one way to wait on God is single-mindedly. I believe it's Psalm 62 that says that, You alone, O Lord, I will wait upon. So single-mindedness. I'm not listening to the opinions of man or, or my or unrenewed thoughts or emotions or, or desires that don't line up with the Word of God. I wait on God alone. I trust His Word. The fourth way to wait on God, expectantly, that's with faith. I expect the promises of God, which are yes and in Him, amen, to come to pass in my life. I just expect it. Another way to wait on God is longingly. This idea to linger and long for the things of God. You know, the Bible tells us that God will give us the desires of our heart. Faith and desire are connected. You know, you, you won't really immerse yourself, plunge in, dive into the truth of God's Word and in relationship with God unless you really long for it. Right, And the Bible tells us that as we draw near to God, He will draw near to us. That's a longing. That's a desire. I want to be in the midst and presence of God. I want to live in the shadow of His wing. I want to abide continually in Him. I have a longing. I have a desire for the presence, the things of God, for His will to be done in my life. Another way to wait on God? Quietly. Quietly. I believe that's uh, lamentation says that that you wait on God quietly. Don't let you, don't don't get hung by the tongue. Don't allow words of doubt to slip out of your your mouth and 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 don't certainly don't allow them to reside in your heart. Don't begin to say silly things uh, that that are contrary to the truth of God's word because you get up in angst. Think about this. I, I, it made it made me just think of King Saul. Here he is. He's waiting on the prophet Samuel. In 1 Samuel, the book of 1 Samuel, King Saul's waiting on Samuel to come and bless him and the army so they can go forth in the blessing of the Lord and fight the Philistines. And he has to do that by sacrificing a lamb before they go into war. Well, the people get anxious, and Saul sees the people getting anxious. So he says, I'm going to have to do what Samuel's going to do, which is provide this sacrifice. I'll go ahead and take care of it. But the problem is, King Saul was not anointed to be a, a prophet or a priest. And he tried to do the work of a priest when he was not anointed to do it. And it was in disobedience to the things of God. Because God said, this is the person I want to do this. And Saul said, ah, don't worry about it. I can take care of it. He didn't wait quietly on the Lord. He allowed the noise around him to f- affect his heart and move in disobedience rather than wait on God. And lastly... How do you wait on God? Continually. Continually wait on God. Continually wait on Him. Continually stay in faith. Continually live with expectancy, knowing that the promises of God, they are yes and amen right now in my life, and you receive it by faith. I want to end this wake-up call in the New Testament, Luke chapter 2. I thought this was really great when I was just kind of studying this out. A great way to connect this to uh, a new test, two New Testament examples, this idea of waiting on the Lord. And it's Luke chapter 2, verse 25. The first one is Simeon. Simeon is a man of God, and he is 
waiting on God. He's expectant to see the Messiah come. Let let me just read it. Luke 2.25, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. That's Christ. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, Simeon. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. So here's Simeon, this man of God, who by the Holy Spirit being on him, he's desiring, he wants to see the Messiah. He wants to see the consolation of Israel. He wants to see the one who will rescue his people. And God tells him by the way of the Holy Spirit, you will see the Messiah. You will not die before you see him with your own eyes. So that required faith. That required Simeon to live in faith. And he received what God said would come to pass in his life because he waited on God. He rested in the sure promise of God's word. And he even says it in verse 29, according to your word, according to your word. And what happens when you wait on God? Peace comes. I can now depart in peace. I have received what I've believed for. My heart's full of peace, and it came to pass in my life according to your word. Just a few verses after that, verse 36 is the second New Testament example I want you to see of waiting on God. It says this, verse 36 of Luke 2. Now there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age. And had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years. So she's she's very old at this point. Who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. Verse 38. And coming in that instant, that she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke to him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Here is a woman who waited on God in service through prayer and fasting, serving in the temple. And she got to be one of the first people to see Jesus, the Messiah, come in flesh to the earth there in the temple in Jerusalem. So I want to encourage you, wait on God. Remember, waiting on God is not waiting and seeing if God will do what he said he'll do. Waiting on the Lord is You resting in the sure promise. Waiting on the Lord is knowing that God will bring to pass what He has promised. And the Bible shows us so many blessings when we wait upon God. It shows us that when we wait on the Lord, it brings us mercy. It brings us hope. It brings us strength. It it strengthens us. It renews us. It brings us the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It brings us power in God. It brings truth and life, eternal things, salvation, daily supply. It brings so many eternal spiritual blessings to us when we wait and rest in the things of God. So wait in faith. I know you will, because we are the faithful. I'll see you next time.
Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you. And every Thursday I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.